Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with the funniest human being on the planet, Greg Romero Wilson. <laughs> you are! Nah, man. I'm, I'm funny, but you're like the funniest person. Uh, Thank so, you, brother. It's the truth, man. How was uh, You just got back from Las Vegas, right? Yeah, man. I did the Dirty 1230, the South Point, which was epic, epicness. And then uh, Saturday night, went to Bruno Mars concert, which, God, what an entertainer. That guy, so much fun to watch. And then uh, Sunday night at the fantasy football draft. So it was a very full packed, fun weekend. Yeah, Bruno Mars really is like a throwback to like when entertainers sang and danced and did everything. Exactly, like the word entertainer applies to him. He's not a singer, he's he's an entertainer. And I'm saying, in other words, he can sing, he can dance, he can play all the instruments. He's on the drums. He plays the the guitar. He plays the piano. He does it all. The guy's, he's fucking amazing, man. And there are moments where you're like, okay, a little James Brown, little MJ, a little this, like a a little Elvis. He's sprinkling it all in. It's very impressive. The guy's just, he's multi-talented. And I got to say, Greg, what I like about you is you could separate the artists from the politics, which... I mean, sometimes you can't. I'm like, I can't go see an R. Kelly concert ever again. Like, I just can't. But you went. Hold on a second. I lost sound for some reason. Hold on. Switching earbuds. Sorry. No problem. Uh, what, I, what I'm saying is, uh, here we go. We got Don Fry, I think, is with us, too. So uh, so now we're going to. All gonna right. Have- we got the crew. Crew. And I'm waiting for Sean McCorkle. Uh, to join us, There's there he ball. is, the legend. He's upright. He's looking good. Uh, but what I like about you, Greg, is that like you can separate the artist from the politics. Sometimes you can't. Like I mean, as far as like you know, not politics, but like when R. Kelly goes and like pees on a fourteen-year-old and kidnaps people. Okay, wait, so, 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 stop it right there because you're making it sound like somehow I'm pro R. Kelly right now. No, what I'm saying you know, is like, you can separate, you can enjoy an act who pisses on you. Like you're involved. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is about two years ago. I am not involved. No, what I'm saying is like two years ago, you went and saw a Kid Rock concert. Yes. And Kid Rock, it has the exact opposite politics as you. But you're, really, you're like, fuck it. This guy's, I like some of his songs. I'm like, I'm going to go. And you went to San Diego to support Kid Rock. And I think that's pretty cool because a lot of people cannot do that. Yeah. Kid- and you know what? And he even did a big old speech in the middle of it where he was like, another baby on welfare. And Bella, I'm like, shut the fuck. I'm like, I'm going to go get a man. I'll be back. I'll be back when this guy's done talking and back to singing the hits. So. Yeah. But I, I agree. Like, I mean, even like Ice Cube, like Ice Cube went on this crazy, like during the COVID saying all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, very anti-Semitic stuff. But I got to say, <laughs> man, but, but, but I got to say, I, 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 
NWA will always be like my, one of my favorite rap groups. Uh, yeah. And Ice Cube, you can do it, put your back into it, and No Vaseline, and, and uh, he's got some great fucking songs, man. Uh, so, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I really do try and separate that, because you know what? It's a weird time, and everybody's spouting off and has their opinion. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. But if I like your music, I like, I'm going to go there to enjoy that, and I can ignore the rest, because, you know, it's not like we're friends. You know, yeah. it's not like I got to sit here and, you know, I, like I know you are going to make an excuse for you. So I can go and enjoy the act and, you know, whatever you want to say, say your thing. I don't care. Uh, what was the last concert you went to, Sean McCarthy? Oh, gosh, probably Boys to Men in uh, Las Vegas a long time ago. I paid like 10 bucks a piece to get in. I did want to say that I, uh, at least I, I never supported uh, I never supported um the what Republic Enemies music, but I did support Ice Cube's anti-Semitic uh, remarks. So. Oh, that's <laughs> there it is. I there it is. That's good. That's good. I, I, I actually did a cruise ship. I did a cruise ship. First cruise I did, it was the Boys to Men was on the cruise. They were performing uh, on the cruise. And I was like, it was like they had these like, and I, I'm like wandering in. I don't know where I was. And then they had like a meet and greet where they had a questions answering. So I sit there and I'm, I'm watching and they, were the nicest guys. And one of them was like, hey, when are you gonna come to Texas? And he's like, look around, one guy goes, look around the ship. There's about 200 people here. Obviously we ain't doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I wonder how much they got off their uh, their cruise fare for performing. <laughs> I thought, I'm wondering like, wow, that must've been some real downtime for the fucking boy, for the, the boys to men crew to be playing cruise ships. Dude, then somebody said, uh, somebody said, well, it was like a specialty. Somebody was like, how many kids you have? And one guy's like three, the other guy goes two. And then one of them goes, I like the fuck. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> so he either has 11 kids or no kids. Yeah, but uh, big fan. All right, so we got to talk about the fights that went on. Uh, first of all, we got Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley. I don't even know what to make of this debacle. Just give me like 30 seconds to process this. But it was just like Tyron Woodley is once again Tyron Woodley's biggest enemy when it comes to fighting because he he sort of exposed that Jake Paul is extremely beatable. Uh, Jake Paul was gassed in the fourth. Tyron rocked him. But Tyron – Stop throwing punches. I mean, he threw six punches in the first round. Like, how it's do you almost know? like uh, it's fixed? <laughs> it's almost like they paid you know, a bunch like of a money really to bad, lose. Well, Don, what? A really bad heavyweight fight, you know? Because heavyweights throw what ten fucking punches in a round, and uh, that's basically what what this was—a really bad heavyweight fight. I don't think it was fixed, Greg. I think Tyron wanted to win. I think he was worried about gassing himself. Uh, he was obviously a foot shorter. He was, you know, he fights at 170. This fight was at 190. The guy was bigger. But I think he was a little bit, he didn't want to get hurt. I think he didn't want to get dropped by Jake Paul. So he didn't really, he was, that would have been really embarrassing for him to get beat up by Jake Paul. Any, any more embarrassing than losing? Right, <laughs> exactly. That's Come what... on, dude. The fix is in. I said this the last time. I'm saying it this time. They just, they pay these guys. They're like, look, let me win. You get an extra million bucks guaranteed. I mean, it's so clear. These are all fixed fights. There's no governing body. They're doing whatever the fuck they want. There's no testing. It's all bullshit. This is straight YouTube bullshit. They're pranking America. Hey, 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 I'm next on the card. 
Don't be, don't be killing it, man. Don't be killing it. <laughs> he wants that million dollar bonus and take a dive. I, I Listen, if, well, if they beat you, Don Fry, I will set Las Vegas on fire. Ty- Tyron, Tyron did say that he, that he did not get drug tested. He, but I, I think he was trying to win. He does not want to get an I love Jake Paul tattoo. And I think he, he got $2 million for this fight. Jake got $2 million, He got $2 million. Uh, I don't think it was fixed. McCork, what are your thoughts on this? I think, man, it's uh, – I understand Greg's point to a degree because it's so hard to believe someone like Tyron Woodley could lose in boxing to Jake Paul. But uh, I, think, uh, I think he was terrified to lose. Not afraid of Jake Paul, but terrified of getting knocked out, like losing. And But it's no – like Greg said, it's no more – it's even more embarrassing to me to get – like beat by decision by Jake Paul than if he threw a wild right hand and knocked you out. You'd be like, oh, he got lucky. But it's uh, Tyron probably got hit 10 times that fight. Like, you know, like with decent shots, he was catching a lot of the shots, but he just wouldn't throw anything back. I don't I don't understand. If you're there, can you imagine Don Fry going into a fight and not throwing punches? Like, if you're there, you might as well fight. You know, if you're going to lose anyway, you might as well give yourself a chance to win. I don't understand it. He definitely wasn't tired for the first four rounds, so – if he was tired at the end, I guess I'd Wait, I don't understand yeah. your analogy there. Wait, wait, time out. You're saying Don Fry's there to lose, so he <laughs> might as well throw a bunch to win? <laughs> exactly. If that's what no, they're but- paying you to do, which is what they're paying <laughs> these guys to do. It just reminds me of the smile on what's-his-name's face when he was walking out of there. And all, <laughs> got knocked out, guys. You know, like... I'm sorry. Every one of these fights is rigged. And if you think that too, they're telling you the truth about the money, you out your goddamn mind. I mean, Ben, all right. So here, here's some of the. How much do you think they're making? They made two million. According to. How much do you think they're making? According to the numbers, they made two million each. But then that's not including anything he got for, you know, advertising or sponsors or anything like that. Jake Paul got a percentage of pay per view also. Uh, So according to Clarissa Shields, who's the greatest female boxer of all time, according to most people. Tyron won this fight hands down. Uh, I mean, and, oh, then she wrote, oh. she, and then she wrote, oh, be one. God, that's the most racist. That's the most racist <laughs> comment that she could actually make. Tyrone didn't throw fucking anything with any power on it. You know, how come, how come every time there's a black fighter involved, all the black uh, fans say he won, even when he doesn't throw a punch. That's I, I wouldn't say all the black fans. I think a lot of black fans did think that he lost, and black fighters. This is just. I think a lot of black fans didn't even know this happened. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is this this is the dumbest shit. I hate. And by the way, I was trying to watch it, and hey, then that hey, link hey, quandered out, and I couldn't I'm see next. anything anyway. I'm next. <laughs> Yes. I'm next. Don Fry is next. You're goddamn right. Don Fry is going to show him what's what. So, um, then uh, I'm going to fight Jake Paul or his big brother, his mom. I don't care. You You versus the entire Paul family. So, Roy Nelson wrote. So, Roy Nelson Nelson wants the next fight. He goes, Congrats, Jake Paul. You want to pick on an old fat guy? I'm your man, and I will bet you all the money, winner take all. Uh, I, I mean, at least Roy Nelson's closer to his weight. I mean, he's yeah. like the other way. He's not a 170-pounder. No, no. They're gonna Roy, catch they're gonna Roy do Nelson's not close to anybody's weight. Except for a fucking gonna, orbiting satellite. You know, <laughs> the moon. They're going to do 290 catch weight. That's no moon. That's Roy Nelson. 
So, I mean, who do you think wins, Roy Nelson or, or Jake Paul? First of all, they're never going to make the fight because uh, they don't right. want they want him to take the money to lose. <laughs> uh, so, who do you think wins that fight, Don Fry, Roy Nelson or Jake Paul? I want Don Fry to fight Jake Paul. Or I, I know Don his, Fry. What's his gay brother's name? Uh, Logan Paul. I'm not sure what? his name is, uh, name is Logan. Logan. I'll, I'll fight. You know, they can rotate them each, each round. Rotate them each round. <laughs> oh, I love this. Now we're vocals. talking. Yes. Uh, Sean, Roy Nelson or Jake Paul? Who wins this fight? Uh, it'll never happen but Roy Nelson. Roy's got the chin where he doesn't have to be afraid of getting hit by Jake and uh, definitely has the power to get him back. Tyron had the power, too. He just wouldn't throw it. Um. So also on this, uh, uh, according to other fighters, uh, yeah, I mean, so – Javante Davis wrote this fight is on ass.com. Badu uh, <laughs> um, Jack said Logan's better than Jake. So um, Walt Harris said, what kind of running shoe is Jake's wearing? Sonique Youssef wrote, what the fuck is this man? Uh, Mike Perry says a boxer wouldn't last this long in the octagon. Uh, well, they don't go eight rounds in the octagon. Well, there's at least one black guy that watched the fight then. <laughs> That's one. Uh, yeah. Kevin Holland wrote, Woodley should go back to rapping. Oh, wait, no, he shouldn't either. Come on. <laughs> uh, but, so DC wrote, Jake Paul showed he has toughness and won't quit. Tyron wasn't active enough. Not a bad fight, though. It was activity. Paul was exhausted when the guys are tired. Oh, show him the door. Whatever, man. Damn it, Tyron. Uh, Dylan Dennis wrote, I'll they put were tired. They were tired walking to the fucking ring. You know, walking from the locker room to the ring. <laughs> Goddamn that, right they that did. Was the most, that was the most action in the fight. Uh, Dylan Dennis wrote, Jake is very flat-footed, uh, and it's easy work for him to beat. Uh, and then Aljamain wrote, the weight difference is a huge difference. Paul isn't awful. He's solid, bigger, and is using the range, Woodley, uh, and tying Woodley up. Uh, Kamaru Usman just put, like, a emoji with his hand over his face. Um, and then the, the Tyron, uh, Dan Hardy wrote, Tyron doesn't want anymore. He's timid and unsure of himself. And Nate Diaz wrote, these guys both suck. Uh, <laughs> Nate Diaz has the most accurate analysis of the whole thing. Uh, Chris Weidman yeah. said, I, yeah. I Tyron won, but man, the commentators don't. So yeah, so that's what the... the, the oh, the, he's out of his fucking mind. <laughs> you know, Weidman thought he, like, he won the last fight too. <laughs> the one where he broke his leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, BJ Penn got very upset that Jake Paul licked his own blood. He said, "That's my move," uh, and then he says, "You're a huge pussy for doing that." Uh, so don't steal. So I don't think there was any blood. I think he's just licking the sweat. There's no blood. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, do you think? I think Anderson Silva. He should fight next because that's his weight. He's obviously a good boxer. I think Silva, I think that's a fight I want to see. No! No! Don Fry. Don Fry. Don Fry. Or, or Phil Baroni's penis. <laughs> yes. Phil, listen, Phil Baroni's penis easily weighs 190. So Phil Baroni <laughs> sent me a picture of his penis. Yeah, I got to see the way. That, guy, that, that, that thing weighs more than I do, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. He's carrying around a plantain in his pants. So Baroni hit me up last week <laughs> saying, this is why all the girls like me, not my personality, and sends me a dick pic. 
to which I had to send you guys. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, that's right. That dick weighs one ninety. Put that in the ring with the Paul brothers. So, uh, uh, so what were you thinking when you saw Baroni's dick? I was thinking the last time somebody sent me a picture of a dick from the UFC, it was Brendan Schaub. Boom! We got one more! Climbing that ladder to 200! Uh, all right. Uh, I got to give a shout-out. Uh, well, uh, I, I got a, not a shout-out. Uh, well, a couple shout-outs. Uh, shout-out to uh, some of the fighters that won. Uh, Giga Chikanti won. You watched that fight? Great fight. Great fight. He looked great. Chikanti looked great. Uh, what's his name? Looked good too, but he was uh, uh, Barboza. Looked, I mean, Barboza looked pretty good, but Chikese looked much faster. He just got, he was beating him to the punch every single time, just catch him. But it was a good fight until he got knocked out. He looked like a, almost like a prime Barboza, right? Yeah, he looked like, really good. I, in fact, I was like, listen, he's because I was Barboza's one of those guys that right when you count him out, you can't count him out. But I, but Chikese, he he put him out pretty good. Don, you watch the fights? No. <laughs> like he was thinking about lying. <laughs> there was a pause, uh, and then he said, "No." Anyway, so there was there was some good fights over the week. We'll go over really quick um, because Brian Battle was a guy that was picked last on the Ultimate Fighter. Picked last, he he walked into a gym. This happens a lot, not a lot, but it happens with women more often than men. Where a girl picked up fighting five years ago, and now yeah. she's in the top three or four. You know, because. Women's MMA is not as evolved as men's MMA. There's not as many people doing it, all right? Um, uh, so I'm not saying that there's not great women fighters out there. There's amazing fighters. But you're not being discriminatory. You're just saying it's shallower field than there is with the men. It's a natural right. thing. Okay, there we go. Uh, however. No, I'll tell you what. Here's the, here's the greatest thing that happened this weekend with those fucking fights. All right. The lap dance I had at Palomino. Sorry, go ahead. You had a Palomino? Yeah, buddy. They talk about the equality of men and women, okay? And they got these these women are fighting two minute rounds. Where's the fucking equality? Uh, not in boxing, not in MMA. Uh, you're right, but women right do, in boxing, women, yes. Women do want longer rounds, though. They're, they're, I, so women are saying what well, this is bullshit because men are making that rule. You're absolutely right. That is bullshit. 100%. If they want true equality, women should just fight men. And let's see who the better fighter is, since we're all absolutely equal. That's it. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Sean, for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is the equation. That is the Sean McCorkle opinion. Um, yeah, so this guy walked in uh, to a gym five years ago and then won the Ultimate Fighter within five years. Uh, never had any combat sports experience. Was the last pick on the Ultimate Fighter. And uh, give the guy credit. Holy shit, that's hard to do. I mean, Sean, you did that, though, right? I mean... You were yeah. in the UFC within five years? Yeah, I was uh, actually in the UFC in about a year of training because I uh, like started fighting after about three months of jiu-jitsu and stopped after a back surgery. And then, uh, yeah, I'd only trained about a year total when I got a UFC shot, if you combine it all. And, and Don, you're also a heavyweight, which it's, it's hard to find good heavyweights, you know? It's hard yeah. to find, you know, and you were in shape and you moved around well for a guy your size. I mean, it's hard to find quality heavyweights. I already had an internet following, too, so... Don, how long did it take you to go from mixed martial arts to your first fight? I'd already done it. I mean, you got to look at I I had done wrestling for years. I'd done, you know, a year and a half of pro boxing, which I was horrible at. And then I was doing a few years of judo. So everything was already, you know, I'd already been competing for years. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Well, and let's be clear about this fight. Battle was getting his ass handed to him <laughs> until he got lucky with the chokehold and Urbina was gassed. I don't think that is the lucky. only reason he, if Urbina doesn't slip into that chokehold, he was kicking the shit out of battle. All right, nobody slips into a chokehold. It was he a slipped down. into it. It was a takedown to a rear naked choke. It wasn't he like he slipped. Nobody slips into a fucking chokehold. He That's slipped crazy. into a goddamn choke. I'm telling you, well, I, whatever. Either way, he got lucky. Battle got lucky and caught him with a chokehold. He was getting his ass handed to them up until that point. Here's where I think you may have a point. The guy took the fight on like two weeks' notice. The guy he fought, so he's obviously not in the best shape where he could, where he seemed like he did gas early, which may it might have been his strategy to go all out because he knew he had one round in him. Was that ever your strategy? Uh, McCorkle or Don, where you knew you had one good round in you, so you like, fuck it, go all out the first? All 27 of my... No. <laughs> <laughs> Only the 27 <laughs> fights I started. <laughs> That's why you can't you can't ever say my fights weren't exciting, because I was already, like, I gave it all for the first three minutes, like, and that was all I was going to have, so... Um, uh, I, when you were fighting the world's strongest man, and he was on top of you, and you got him with a uh, Kimura, right, from the, from the bottom? Yeah. Did you know? Did you ever think like you were in trouble at all during that fight? Uh, yeah, he threw a wild punch and hit me with it, and uh, like popped my eardrum, so I was spinning real bad. And uh, he actually took me down. Then he stood up, which was a terrible idea um, because you know I was like out of it. But uh, yeah, no, I uh, I just was feeling good. We were only about two minutes in, I think, but I was feeling good when I saw him start to turn purple, like from oxygen deprivation. I was like, man, finally somebody's tired before I am. Like, I literally was thinking about doing the fight. Like, he was breathing really heavy 45 seconds in. I was thinking, man, this is awesome. Like, I'm so glad. This must be what it feels like for everyone that fights me. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you're a really smart guy, though. So when he stood up, you must have been like, what, were you thinking, what, an idiot? Yeah, I was thinking, why would you do that? You, I guess he didn't know he had me hurt, but he did. Um, and then I stood up, and I hit him with a shot, which dropped him, and that kind of, um, you know, turned everything around. But, yeah, it's a, I just remember thinking, and I thought I made the mistake. I lost in the second fight by a dry-humping decision. Um, but I thought he would get tired the second fight, just like he did the first. But I think he discovered some EPO or something because he was his cardio was vastly improved in just a couple of months before second fight. Like uh, he didn't get tired the entire fight. So, Don, you ever have a fight where know. you're like uh, the guy's doing something like beating you, and then he does something like he stands up, and you're like, "What an idiot!" Probably, probably. <laughs> he really thought about that probably too he really took what you saw his eyes kind of switch around like yeah probably it must have happened sometime <laughs> in there somewhere i don't think they they make people like don fry anymore it's just it's it, right greg i mean don uh you ever one punch knock out a horse <laughs> almost almost i i had a horse i was chewing a horse he was acting real bad and, you know, <laughs> leaning on me, um, biting, nipping at me, you know, hitting me with the head button me and uh, doing everything a nasty horse will do. And uh, he finally, I don't know if he bit me or head button me or something. I just turned around and fucking hit him a right hook and he staggered, man. <laughs> oh, fuck, I killed him. Uh, is that is that so, legal so, to punch a horse? Be, I mean, like, like <laughs> Is that? I mean, uh, listen. If, he, the horse no, punched him first. Legal is to punch your wife. <laughs> oh, God, I think Don Fry when he had like a lion, and not Don Fry, Mike Tyson when he had like a lion. Said he used to punch his lion, like, and they would like have like fights. Like he would. He would that's a good idea. 
<laughs> if I had a lion, I know I would try to punch him as often as possible to aggravate him. Just piss him off. Just piss him off. Yes. Dude, Mike Tyson. I'll never forget when he got accused of rape, and he goes, uh, "We got charged with rape." He goes, "I didn't rape this girl, but there's about six things I should be in jail for." So I'll go for one of those. Because all I kept thinking were like, what were, what were those? Because yeah. you think like this kind of noble. But then you're like, well, what if those were like mass murder? What if he killed 19? Well, he talked about a lot of things. You know, I think he was talking about, you know, when he was a kid fighting on the street and putting guys in hospitals and stealing, you know, purses and shit. I think he was probably talking more about that. What if he was like a serial killer? Like, what if it came out that he killed like a hundred? And he's like, well, I went to jail for that. You know, like I, I killed 120 people. It's just like, I know, dude, my, I tell you when, uh, when Cejudo called me up, about two months ago, and he's like, hey, you want to meet Mike Tyson? So I, I took my daughter to go meet Mike Tyson, and like I, I picked her up early from school, and we went to go meet Mike Tyson. He was like, really nice. I, I got to tell you, you know, there's uh, <laughs> a lot of parents take their daughters to see, you know, like, you know, Barney or, you know, Baby Shark. Chuck E. Nice yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, and you're like, hey, hey, I'm going to take my baby, see this convicted rapist fighter. Well, well, we bites walked, off ears. <laughs> well, we walked into the Tyson Ranch, and there was so much weed. I had to take her out. Like, I'm like, oh shit, she might get, she's like two, you know? So I'm like, we're waiting in like, in the park, we're in the parking lot. I'm like, I can't. And then they're like, hey, can you go with me, Tyson? And then, uh, and, my, and my daughter starts crying right away. She sees him just crying. And then he comes over and he gives like, it's me, so who do? But my wife, we took a picture and my wife's like, she posted on Instagram, I leave my husband home with a baby for one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for them to play this clip. Of our podcast at the custody hearing. That's going to be awesome. Uh, it, yeah. was, it was crazy because I, I, I like told Bree, I'm like, I told uh, Violet, I'm like, this is Mike Tyson. He's one of the greatest fighters ever, heavyweights of all time. You know, he, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, I've been called worse things. Boxer. <laughs> oh, my God. Next, next, though, next week, he's going to take his daughter uh, to a jail to meet the uh, Tiger King. So he, he takes his daughter to meet all the best people. Uh, so um, right. we got also on this card. Uh, as long as he keeps her away from Joe Biden. You know, she's safe. <laughs> I think he's got a point. All right. Um, now. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think Trump's a little touchier. Uh, I think I think I, oh, Tyson, yeah. Biden, or Trump. I think Tyson's Trump. the best. The best I don't know. Trump loves his own daughter. Maybe he'll love yours too. <laughs> All right, Kevin Lee. If there's ever uh, an argument that there should be a 165 pound weight class, Kevin Lee is right there because and he's it was you know, he went up to what 170 because he 55 was too hard and D Rod was just just too big. I mean, he was just too big for him. It was a pretty competitive. Yeah. Somewhat competitive fight, but uh, man, uh, what, what do you think, Greg? My question is: When you're that undersized, why aren't you using your wrestling? Isn't that when you're supposed to use your wrestling? When he's got you on size, he's got you on reach, he's tagging you up, and you're the far superior wrestler. Everyone agrees that's your strength. That's where you come right. from. The fuck were the takedowns? Where were the? Why? I mean, he tried one. He got him down, but I mean, then he gave. He just wanted to stand there and trade, and he got pieced up. He got what he deserved. There were a couple where he went in there and just got. Like, he went in for the takedown and got caught halfway through. I mean, there was a couple. Um, I don't okay, know. It yeah. seems like that's that's that was what he needed to keep doing. Uh, Gerald Mearshart is one of my favorite people ever. The guy was on the uh, the college band team, played the trumpet, 
wasn't really like a, an athlete. I think he did karate and they just throw him to the wolves. And he just, I mean, he beat this guy, Mahmoud Muradov, who he, I think it was like a four to one underdog. Uh, Anthony Pettis posted his, his bet slip. He put $2,000 on Mearshart because like, they're teammates and won 9,000 out of it. Um, yeah, Mearshart, happy for him because he was getting his ass kicked too in that first round. And he just came back, got through a naked choke and just, just out-toughed him. He out-toughed a guy from, like, from Dagestan, which is or one of the, some place around there, which is hard to do, hard to out-tough those guys. Uh, those are the toughest people in the world. So, Fry, uh, well, you didn't see it. Uh, McCorkle, thoughts on this? Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I thought you were going to say if there was ever a case where someone should retire, it was Kevin Lee's last fight. Um, has he lost like 10 in a row now? He's lost He's lost like three out of his last four or four of his last five, but he's fought great guys. You know, I, I don't know if he can keep calling himself a phenom. <laughs> if he keeps, he, he's a he's a phenomenal loser. Oh God! Uh, I'll tell you what. I need to start taking some betting advice off Anthony Pettis because I got murdered again this weekend on the fight. So I know you, all your listeners love to hear that. Who did you pick, Kevin Lee? No, I got murdered on the Jake Paul fight. I thought there was no way that Tyra was playing, playing oh almost two to one. So I was like, "There's no way I can't take that two to one." And uh, yeah, I lost a uh, big time. So why I'm would you on bet the- on a fixed fight? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Jeez. I'm so bad at betting. I lost in Rocky Three. <laughs> I lost on that fight. So. He, he uh, lost his house in the Washington Generals against the uh, Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Against the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, what I just thought doing? it was their time. Like I thought they were going to finally. Yeah. Did you know oh. when like when like Hulk Hogan used to wrestle? Did you bet on those fights too or no? <laughs> uh, if it was available at that time, I probably would have. They do take bets on WrestleMania matches, uh, some uh, sports books, which is great. Yeah, DraftKings. How is that possible when someone that writes? Why wouldn't someone who like writes for it just tell their friend, "Hey, I know who's Yeah, going. go bet a fortune on this guy. Yeah, we already. I'm sure. I'm sure it happens here and there, just like uh, insider trading and everything else, or Jake Paul fights. But um, I mean, is someone going to go to jail for like fixing a fight on the Ultimate Warrior? I mean, or Macho? <laughs> like, who's going to awesome. take that case? <laughs> uh, that would be awesome. So, uh, Sam Alvey. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler. I'll take the Brooklyn Brawler over uh, the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> I used to love it. <laughs> By the way, they had like uh, the, the top 10 worst things. I've, I've got on this YouTube thing of like worst, t- the 10 worst storylines in WWE history. And they had like a thing where like Mark Hent, where at one point, like Vince McMahon said he was going to like <laughs> on TV said that he goes, the ultimate warrior. I know it was against the Undertaker. He's like, he said he was going to have his wife get gang raped by a bunch of bikers, by 30 bikers. Instead of like on TV, <laughs> it's a bit aggressive. <laughs> like this was a like, I mean, thirty is such a specific number. I think that was her request. Yeah. It was her request. <laughs> yeah, that was her request. <laughs> that was, that was his fight where, like, bonus. Another one where the Undertaker and the Big Boss Man, like the Big Boss, went to the Undertaker's dad's funeral and like crashed it with like a steamroller or something, and then and then drove away with the casket. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're really taking it personal <laughs> then, then there was one where like I, I mean there were so many like ridiculous storylines where like Mark Henry was like banging Mae Young who was like 90 years old and then uh, they had a baby right. 
but this they had a baby on the yeah. on the law, but just a just a hand popped out. <laughs> just a... How about when Vince McMahon had a bastard midget son that came back and was going to take over the company? That was awesome. You know what? Oh my god! He had a he had a son like from an uh, like a son he didn't have contact with who was a midget, and he was coming and going to take over the entire WWE. Apparently, when you're born as a midget, you get special uh, access to your father's company or something. I don't know. Like somehow he was going to get his share. It was only going to be half the normal share of his son. But it's crazy. Hey, listen, they got to they got to come up with these storylines somewhere. <laughs> oh like, my. They're like, what haven't we tried? <laughs> like, um, all right. Uh, Abdul Razak Hal Hassan, I think one in like 19 seconds with a head kick. You see that one? I didn't. I didn't watch the prelims. Unfortunately, I only right, saw the, so, the main right, card. Well, all right, we'll just move right along. Uh, the girl Vanessa Demopoulos, uh, who was a, a female stripper, by the way, used to be a stripper for thirteen years. Yeah. She lost to JJ Aldrich. She she wrote a book called The Stripper Bible, which teaches girls how to be strippers. Uh, nice. So. Uh, you would think a Bible would teach them not to be strippers. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you a, do you get a graduation certificate? I mean, I I feel like we have to read this book, right? You get, a, you get a government, you get a government loan, and then you get a graduation certificate, right? Yeah, and when they hand you the certificate, they just throw glitter at you. <laughs> yeah. That's how you graduate. They just throw glitter at you, and you walk through, it and there you're you're a stripper. So. So in the PFL, uh, Bubba Jenkins lost to Chris Wade. You guys watch that fight? No, I wanted to. Oh, crap. He got uh, surprisingly out-wrestled, uh, which Bubba Jenkins is, you know, NCAA champion wrestler. Yeah. MMA wrestling's different, you know, and Chris Wade trains with, uh, you know, Gregor Gillespie and other guys who are national champions and other – and uh, he outworked them. He outworked them. He beat them. And I think he really took it personally because Bubba was saying things like, God's telling me to win. And, and then Bubba's like, God's not going to, Chris Wade was like, well, God's not going to be there with, with, to help you. It's just me and you. And it, it kind of became like a religious thing. And then uh, at the end, Chris Wade like mocked Bubba's praying in the middle of the, of the cage. It, it got, it got, it turned ugly. It turned really, really ugly. Uh, Sounds like you're giving the WWE some more storyline ideas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah. There was one where Vince McMahon said that God was his tag team partner. And then oh, yeah. God, God walked out, and it was just a light on nobody. <laughs> Did anyone else feel like Bubba was leaning into that a little hard, like a little hard with the, you know, God, 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 you know, he's gonna the reason I'm the winner and the champion, the greatest. Like, you know, I'm not sure. I don't know how big of a fan of fighting God is. That's my point. You know, I I think that Bubba. Oh, come on. God's put on the best wars and the best fight ever. Come on. David <laughs> versus Goliath. Come on. That wasn't much of a fight, though, was it? Canaanites versus... Even the walls of Jericho, they didn't fight then. They, like, blew some horns and the walls just fell. Like, I mean, it seems like God's in a non-contact sports. I mean, Don makes the point. Don was there, though, for all those fights, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Sean O'Malley was supposed to fight. You won't be around for the next fight. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) Sean O'Malley was supposed to fight Frankie Edgar. There it is. But 
O'Malley turned the fight down because he doesn't want to pay uh, taxes in New York. Uh, he wants all his fights to be in Vegas. He says there's ridiculous tax rates. And rather a month later, he says that. Uh, uh, so, yes, yeah, so that's uh, there. I mean, I, I didn't even think about that as why you turn on the fight. But shit. I don't blame him. When I fought in Canada, they kept almost half my money and I never got it back. Really? Who did you fight in like, Canada? Yeah, uh, yeah true. health care. If you ever get hurt in Canada, <laughs> you get free health. You get to wait in line for three months, you know, for that emergency appendectomy. <laughs> yeah, they took like 40% of my money, and I never was able to get any of it back. I was like, okay, so they just keep my money? Like, well, you have to file taxes in Canada. I'm like, I'm not filing taxes in Canada. Like, I'm not going through all that. Like, I just want my money back. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> thing like that. You got to file your taxes in Canada. I just want my money back. That's how you get your money back. Well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not paying an accountant in Canada to try to get my money back. Like, it's it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was yeah. only forty dollars, anyways. Right. Like, yeah. Sorry, though, Greg. When you go to Canada, you like sell merch, like T-shirts after the shows, and you, you have a stack of money, and then you you convert it over, and it's yeah. like half of what it was, and then they, yeah. Next thing you know, you're like you're like owing money. One time, I sold one hundred and thirty dollars in Canadian merch, in Canadian money merch, and then I got a bill from the bar for one hundred and thirty-eight dollars in Canadian. <laughs> Dude, what, what, dude, one of the dumbest things I ever did, which is, is a lot of them, I was driving somewhere for like six hours to like make like $300 or some gig in like Northern California. And I parked at the gas station and I put the, the gas pump in and I go inside and I, I leave it there, you know, whatever. And then the other guy I, he gets in the car. So I figure, oh, he took the gas pump out and I move and then I start driving away and the whole gas pump comes with me. Uh, so... <laughs> So little on you. It was yeah, it was my fault. So then the guy comes running out of the gas station, and I owed him like four hundred dollars for that. He said it cost. I, so then I ended up losing money on the whole gig. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that was. It's weird that he knew exactly how much it costs if someone drives away with his gas. I got to be four hundred dollars. And I just love the faith you put in somebody else to have taken it. Like he did it right. Like it's right that you had to walk past it to get in the car. I, I will admit it was 100% my fault, uh, but <laughs> I'm just telling you what was going through my mind at the time. Um, oh all right. God. Did you ever travel with that guy again? Uh, no, because the guy was just like the word. It was a booker who would get drunk. He would always have me drive and he would get yeah. wasted. And then he would like want to talk politics, start screaming at you. And the whole oh. ride was like talk about his whole oh. family that was like molested. It was just, it kept going and going and just screaming one thing after another. It was just, it was too much. Dude, one time I got I got a ride. I, I I was driving back from San Fran, and this other comic was like, who I did not know, didn't know this kid. You know, I we were just on this show together. He's like, "Oh, you're going back to LA? Can I get a ride with you?" And I just, I mean, I didn't have a valid excuse to say no. So I was like, uh, "Okay." So the kids in my car were I driving. Don't like you. Yeah, like so we're driving, and he starts telling me about like he's a sex addict, and you know, the only thing between him and more sex is just traffic. And all this, and I'm like, cool, that's awesome. So yeah, and then yeah, it's like, and, and then it's silent for like a few minutes, and all of a sudden he just goes, and yeah, I mean, I fuck some dudes, and I was like, oh god, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude, Greg, dude, shut, shut the fuck Greg up. Greg was like, this is the last time I'll ever give Brendan Shaw a ride anywhere. Boom, that's two. We got two. <laughs> yeah, I had a similar thing, but it wasn't dudes; it was transgenders. He he like blew a bunch of trans, or like. 
trans. I, they still had their dick, but they were women. I, I, I know this guy's telling me, it's like, dude, what do you think is going to happen right now? Like, get, uh, I'm going to pull over and leave, get, kick you out of the car. Just shut the fuck up and we can get to LA. Like, oh you my take God. my car, I'll hitchhike. <laughs> and then like, I don't say anything. And then he just starts telling me about like the first time he blew a dude. And I'm like, okay, I can't. I got shut up. Uh, and he was like, the only thing between me and some sex right now is Greg's jeans. Exactly. Is, is the center between the two chairs. You're right, the console. Is the armrest. The armrest was the only thing between him and fucking more sex. I, wanted, I, just, I never wanted out of my own car so bad. Oh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, no, that, as a, as comics, you know, sometimes people are like, hey, can you give me a ride? And the next thing I know, you want to jump out the window. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. I, I Yeah, that's really, really funny. Um, yeah, that... Something I, I I was trying to think of something. I had, I had a story. I mean, don't get me wrong. I let him blow me. I mean, come on, Christ, you were already there. I mean, listen, yeah. I'm driving. I mean, this is good. I just needed to stay awake. Yeah, comics are crazy. I remember one time a comic that was like this, like cl- clean comedian, Family Guy. We were in Vegas, and he, I was featuring, and he's like, "Bill hey, Cosby," and his like, <laughs> he's like, "My wife's coming in town. Can I use your room to fuck a prostitute?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those clean comics. I was like, what? No, man. Like, I'm your opener. But like, Jesus. Like, can I use your room to fuck her? Uh, yeah. Can you light it on fire when you're done? That'd be great. His wife was staying with him. He's my wife's in town. So, can I use your room while she's there? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. So, my, one of my first gigs ever, I was in New York. I was opening up for Angel Salazar, who back in the day, he was on Scarface and he was, yeah. he was a huge comic in the 80s, right? So, he was like a, he was like the, the drug dealer in Scarface. So he would go to the shows and people, the audiences, which were all Cuban, would throw cocaine. Yeah, narrow that down. They would throw bags of coke at him. Like, yeah. literally, like, so he's like, hey, man, can you give me a ride home? And I'm like, sure. The, so he, he hit a black eye from passing out the night before on stage, right? And we must have stopped at like 19 different, like, I don't know what the fuck kind of drug exchanges were going on in like the worst areas. I think I'm just driving him home. He's like, I'll be back. I'll be back in five minutes. He goes back like 45 minutes later. It just, he kept making like all these drug deals. It was fucking crazy. It was, but uh, yeah, Angel Salazar, I, he was a nice guy, but Jesus Christ. Uh, there, was a, there was a gig he did one time uh, in Rochester where I guess they're like, just don't let him leave the club. Don't, because if he leaves the club, it's bad. So like the first shows were great, like eight o'clock show, 10 o'clock show, I guess he does like, they're like, where is he? They go into his, his, the green room and he's like just doing tons of blow, but he's like, his like nose is bleeding. So he goes out there and his nose is still bleeding and he's, and he's got like lines of coke on him. And then he, and some girl with big titties in the front row was like, Angel. So he just takes his nose and like wipes it in her titties. Like it gets blood all oh. over her. And then her boyfriend attacks him. Uh, so then like the whole fucking show gets up and leaves. <laughs> this is like <laughs> like four minutes into the show. So it's over. <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 wait! I want to try. I want to make. I'm making the tape. <laughs> there was another guy. I'm not gonna say his name. He was a huge star. I mean, like huge movie star. And I, I did the Miami Improv, and they said he did like uh, he did 14 minutes, and then jumps off stage, and they were like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm done." He's like, "We haven't even like got even the first order but he, he had so much blow he did his whole act in 14 minutes so he thought he was, <laughs> he thought he was done 
I heard that uh, Vince there. King got mad at Angel Salazar for rubbing blood on the girl's titties. Like, that's my move. <laughs> Dude, what, what, back in the day, I used to do, I used to plunge toilets to get on stage at the New York Comedy Club. At the, I mean, oh, <laughs> Is that what they called it? Now, now keep in mind, <laughs> nobody asked him to. He just did it. <laughs> It was, it was the Puerto Rican show, right? And it put me on midnight, Friday night, this guy, Ozzy. Rest in peace, Ozzy. Also uh, a big lover of cocaine, right? And he had me, he had me uh, go on, and I was, I was not good, uh, you know, back then. Uh, and so I'm, like, waiting, like, I'm on, like, 9th or 19th or something. I'm waiting all fucking night. And the, the guy goes on, and the guy's lowered out of his mind, drunk, won't get off stage, right? They're lighting him. And the room is, like, real small. It's a small room. So they're lighting him to get the fuck off stage. The guy won't get off. So the host comes and tries to grab the mic out of his hand. The guy lets go and hits himself with the microphone. So he thinks he got punched. So he punches the guy. Now the comics are punching each other in the face, like fucking Don Fry, Takayama back in the day. The whole crowd gets up and fucking leaves. They're like, the, the comics are fighting each other, right? No one pays their bill. Everyone runs out. I'm on next, right? Fucking the cops get called. The fucking, like... And then someone's like, are you going to do your spot? I'm like, what? And the guy's like, all right. And then he goes up and starts doing his act. The next comic did his act. Like the, everyone left and the cops are there. And the guy's like, so where, where are you guys from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to get that stage time in, man. You got to get that stage time in. Comedy. All right. This week, we have Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. Uh, this Saturday night. Should be a good fight. Uh, Darren Till... Also lost three of his last four, but all the killers coming off a loss to Robert Whitaker. Um, and, uh, you know, he's funny as fuck. I mean, he's always. Can we, can we just, can I just say one thing really quickly? All this coke talk, my nose has literally started running just from us talking about cocaine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. God, you never did cocaine, did you? I never touched it. No, I've always scared No, I don't even know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, <laughs> Now, Sean, you won't do cocaine because it's bad for your body, but you but you'll do but when I met you, you told me you were on 14 different kinds of steroids. Yeah, those are good for your body though. But no, I uh I was always afraid of cocaine, man. I afraid I would take cocaine and then like never go back. I've always heard it's like the greatest experience. Like someone once told me doing cocaine is like uh Christmas morning when you're six years old, mixed with the first time you fell in love, mixed with the first time you had sex, mixed with winning the lottery. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need any God of that. Damn, life. that person fucking loves cocaine. The lottery. <laughs> Did John Jones yeah. say that or was that? Uh... <laughs> no, it, uh, no, man, it's uh, actually, I can't even say, because then the girl told me, and if you inject it in your veins, it's 10 times better than that. So I got um, it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, she goes, she said she understood how people could prostitute themselves or their children for cocaine. And I was like, this chick really likes cocaine. But, but, well, John, not only that, it's like, where are they yeah, getting the cocaine? That sounds 20. like really good cocaine. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to stay up till 3 oh a.m. making phony business plans, but that's about it. Sounds <laughs> like the guy that Greg uh, gave a ride to. <laughs> yeah, if he'd had a little cocaine, that shit may have happened. You never know. <laughs> uh, but that, now, Don, back in the day, though, when you, after the Pride, right, you would go out, you, Randleman, Coleman, uh, I don't know if Kerr was there. I mean, there was some legendary rampage. And so a lot of those guys, they said, like, the party yeah, and drink. Fun. They never offered you uh, the, the Coke or some stuff? No, I never partied. I only partied with those guys once, you know, once. 
but they were they were doing so much um, grass, you know. I mean, you you could barely see your hands in front of your face. The smoke was so thick. Love it. I love it. I love Don. Don's bringing back grass. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Let's grass, call it grass man. again. I love it. Now was Boz Rutten? Now, now this this legendary stories about Boz Rutten getting into bar fights. Uh, you were you ever with him when that any of those uh, went down? No, I was never never there, boy. You know, I I didn't play with all the other reindeers. They wanted me playing their games. <laughs> I don't think a, I don't think a one one broom could handle Don Fry and Boss Rutten at the same time. Like that's way too much manliness at once in the same location. That would have been a great fight, though. Him versus Boz Rutten. Uh, God, can you imagine? That would have been a great fight, yeah. How come you never fought Boz Rutten? I don't know. I, I, I think he came in after I was gone. You know? I was already doing the pro wrestling in Japan um, when he came into the UFC. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then I went from the pro wrestling, Japan pro wrestling, into Pride. So, you know, I only did UFC one year. That was in 96. Got it. Damn, but right at the beginning, right at the foundation. Uh, so, also, I had 10 start. fights with them that year. And then I had Ten one other fights. fight. Think you know, about that. So, I think I had 11 fights that year. Wow. So, what do you guys think about uh, Darren Till, Derek Brunson? We didn't talk about that. Uh, Greg? You know, it's strangely Darren Till is favorite of this one, but I like Derek Brunson. I feel like he finally hit his peak. He finally hit it. Like he would, he was almost like at one point getting into hockey fights. It was like punch for punch. And then he was like, that was a really dumb way of fighting because I had, I was given my chance, a good chance of losing. And then he got smarter, yeah. started using his fight IQ, which everyone knew he, he had uh, his coaches all, you know, spoke very highly of him. And he beat a lot of guys that he was thrown into losing against. Um, against Darren Till. I think Brunson wins this as well. Um, who are you picking Don Fry? Yeah, I'll go with Brunson too. You know, Till Till hasn't done anything to impress anybody lately, unfortunately. You know, I mean, he came out of the gates real hard, and then he just took a shit. McCorkle. Now, Till is a Till Till's a British fighter, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, right. maybe being at home, maybe that might. I mean, that might be the one thing that might be an advantage this time for him. Yeah. Well, then nobody told me that. See, I, uh, aren't they fighting? I think they're fighting. No, oh, no, no I guess they're in Vegas. They're in Vegas. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, uh, he's fucked. I'm going Brunson. <laughs> Way to fuck it up. Way to fuck it up, Greg. Sorry. I fucked it up. Okay, I fucked it up. Listen, I fu- you, you know what? Let's pull over. I fucked some dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a... There was a pull over. I'll there. drive. You give me the blow top. Dude, there was, a fight. <laughs> there was a fighter, by the way, who I met. This, this, this black fighter, really good looking guy uh, from, I, think, I don't know, the, uh, the uh, Inland Empire. <laughs> he told me that like his fetish was to open up like bottles, like wine bottle, like bottles in girls' vaginas. Like that was his thing. And that like, that was what would get him off. I'm like, that's not even a category on you porn. Like that's like a, <laughs> well, that, wait, that doesn't, make any sense uh, how do you yeah, get a cork out of a bottle you got to have a okay i don't know 
that that was his thing. His thing was like putting bottles up girls' vaginas. Like I don't I don't think he would like put like put the the, the wood thing like wouldn't pop them open, but he would like stick bottles up. That was what would get him off. Uh, that's gotta suck though, because then you gotta find girls that are into that. I mean, where do you even find that, right? And not only that, they gotta have some strong fucking lips to grip that bad. <laughs> Run an ad? Yeah. He's running personal ads. It's just a picture of a bottle. Can you open this bottle? <laughs> I gotta I wonder if he's more is he more turned on by the chick or the bottle? Like that's so weird. That's a weird, <laughs> like it's he's a, a raging alcoholic and he's like, Oh yeah, I get some mad dog 2020. Like I don't I don't what's he probably got the bottle? the bottle open and they didn't even bother to fuck him, just <laughs> drank the fucking bottle. <laughs> like, I, know so many, I know so many comedians <laughs> that have like feet fetish, like foot fetish. Uh and it's like like to the point where it's creepy. They'll comment like on this girl's feet right away. And girls are like, what the fuck? This one comic that we both know, Greg, was like, <laughs> he was a big, a big foot fetish scandal. Like he was like getting comics to like, show their feet to them. And it was a whole thing. And, uh, and then he, he was on stage and he was, he, he, I was like, time to light him. I'm like, flash him the foot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the only thing between being some more sex is those shoes. Oh my god! <laughs> the laces. I just undo those laces. I don't know what it is. I think I, I'm not sure what the deal is. Uh, some McCorkle would be like Darren Till or. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna go Till. I'll probably be wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Till. Right. Hey, you know what you need to do is just put a bunch of money on it, and then that'll right. definitely make the rest of us right. That's my plan. That's why I figured I was gonna go be wrong. So. Yep. Yeah, and we'll rest of us be rich. Uh, also, Tom Aspinall, by the way, was coming off uh, a win over Andre Arlovsky. He choked him out. He won Alan Budati beat Jake Collier. He won five in a row, this guy. He's obviously – he's also he, – he is from England. He's a, he's a heavyweight from England. I guess he's 10-2. Uh, and two. He's fighting on – fighting Sergei Spivak, who's 13-2. and two. Has a win over Alexei Olnik, who was like 70 years old when he beat him. He also beat Jared Benetta. He lost in Marcin Tubara, but uh, yeah, that should be a good fight. Heavyweight fight on the, uh, the co-main event. Um, then Alex Morano's fighting. A bunch of, Khalil Roundtree. That's a guy who, remember, he had on the Ultimate Fighter, and his, his mom kept saying, get up, while he was like getting taken down and held down. And he goes, shut up, mom. And then <laughs> that was like caught on camera. Him saying, and that yeah. got like 8 million hits. <laughs> that was like, so... Uh, he's fighting Modestas Bukaskas, uh, who, uh, yeah, he's from Lithuania, but he's on a two-fight Wait a minute, can we just really quickly, I just want to say one thing. This Tom Aspinall guy, he surprised me. I didn't think he looked like much to begin with, and he keeps winning these fights. I think he's going to be somebody we're going to be talking about here for a little yep. bit. I like this guy. Yep, and then uh, Patty Pimlet, who people from England love. They're calling him like the next big thing from England. That's the thing See, about they have all these British fighters. That's why I thought this was in London. That's why, because it's like in the afternoon the and all this. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to say, out of all the accents, a, a hot chick with a British accent is probably the best. Oh, so hot. Remember in, in uh, Horrible Bosses 2 when they take him to the office and they have a super hot British uh, secretary and they're like, hey, what's, what's a beer can made out of? She goes, aluminium. <laughs> I was like, God, that's so hot. The unsexiest is probably Boston. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Make that chowder. Your cack is so hot. You had a Make that chowder. Make that chowder. 
But you get like an Asian girl. Is wicked hat. I feel like, like the Texas. I think the Texas accent is hot. Well, it depends on which one. Because there's like the redneck Texas. We're like, I want to suck your dick like there's no tomorrow. That one's a little then the you know then the southern one. They just want to suck it deep. That that's a pretty one. Yeah. Have you I ever? I'm feeling Greg. <laughs> I feel like Greg once dated a girl from Boston who really liked chowder. That's what it seemed like to me. <laughs> Make that chowder. Your cock is wicked head. Greg, have you ever had a hot chick with a Hector Lombard accent? <laughs> I want to, I want to take out your dick and I want to pull you in my mouth and suck out the elites. The elites are come out of your dick and out of my face. <laughs> and then I want to feed it to the little sheep. I want to be a sheep. It was very hard to come to that. Have you ever had a hot chick with a Bob Sapp accent? Well, when you get hard, I mean, they said I ripped his dick off and I should have gone to jail. <laughs> Wait, is that Bill they, Clinton? What the hell they, was that? <laughs> I haven't That's done the like sap Bill- in a while. It's hard to do. Now, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was like, like, I did not take advantage of that teenage girl. She right. wanted it. Uh, you never had a hot. Seat. They got that new. Uh, they got that new Clinton story coming on with the the American Crime Story. I'm looking forward to that. That should be. I actually auditioned to play one of his advisors in that movie, so I'll be wow. interested to see it. Uh, so a guy that we're going to be talking about is Jack Shore, who's 14 and 0 from England, uh, 14 and 0 from Wales. Sorry, Wales. Uh, tough, tough guy. Uh, he might be the next big thing. Um, his nickname is Tank. Adam, look out. You got something about to attack you, Adam. Look out. What happened? Uh, you got something Adam? about to attack you on your right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but now, Don, do you ever go hunting or no? Not anymore. I haven't hunted in over a decade. So I've been dealing with a broken back for fucking 15 years or so. Fuck. God damn. So everything, everything was taken away. What kind of stuff did you hunt? Everything that moves. <laughs> you know, we hunted deer, elk, bird, you know. The elk, the elk was the best. It was the best. You know, we hunted. Let me, what, how did you break your how did you break your back? What happened with the, how did that actually happen? Fighting an elk. I, I don't know. Um, I broke it and I think I just uh, fucked up a disc, and then they kept uh, trying to fix it, you know. Uh, oh, right. Uh, yeah, and then it just, then I broke, I broke the rods, broke the rods two or three times, you yeah. know, and that wasn't fun. Yeah, and um, just, it's just been real shitty 15 years, you know. God damn. Well, Sorry to hear it, buddy. It looks like you're coming out the other side, though, man. So, which is good. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Uh, Greg Fry, what was your biggest catch when you when you when you hunted? I got a whole truckload of immigrants. They're trying to cross the border illegally. <laughs> you hunted immigrants? <laughs> it was hard to drag that truck down. It was moving full speed. I had to run real hard, tackle the truck, and then I threw the truck down. And then they just came flying out its asshole. Wow! How'd you find out about that? well uh before we leave uh i want to let everyone know that uh which is a really sad not good uh a buddy of mine who came to my show brought his came back with his mom uh 
Kyle Reyes recently passed away two days ago, a fighter at Extreme Couture, uh, one F, I think one championship fighter or, or, or ACB fighter, really, really good guy. Really, he had an infection in his arm. He went to the doctor, it spread in 24 hours. It went to his brain, he passed away. Oh. Uh, oh. But uh, he's got a little daughter. So there's, uh, if you look at my, my Twitter, at MMA Roasted, I put the GoFundMe up. <coughs> um, but a really, really nice guy. Just like humble, just great dude. Uh, I don't, I don't understand what the fuck happened there. Uh, but uh, and and I just like to say to Bubba Jenkins, always a big fan. You're a friend of the show. You're a friend of the podcast. You're a great fighter, and uh, you know we look forward to seeing what you do next. I hope you'll probably be back. He'll be back. Oh, for sure, absolutely. He ain't done. He ain't done. He's you know he'll definitely find his way. And I just you know I've always been a big fan of Bubba. I love him personally, and uh, I look forward to seeing him do. Make it come back again. I told him to stay in shape because, uh, I, you know, the playoffs are like in a month. With the yeah, if someone gets really injured, someone's got to step in. They, we saw that with the with the with the tough finale. So you know, he, yeah, stay ready. You stay ready, and you got to get ready. Uh, Greg, what, anything coming up? I'm gonna be, go ahead, Don. I said that that was our big joke when I was fighting in Pride. It's like, what are you doing tomorrow? You want to go? You want to go to Japan and fight? They, they, they would call you. <laughs> they would call you up. You know, we need somebody for this. Okay. There you go. Oh, you're on the road. Um, for me, I'm mean, coming up uh, September. Uh, I think it's I want to say seventeen, eighteen. Uh, I'm going to be headlining. The, it'll be the grand opening of the new uh, Baker. It's called uh, uh, the Laughing Stock Comedy Club in Bakersfield. They'll be opening up September 17 and 18, and I'm going to be the opening, the grand opening headliner that weekend. So catch me that weekend, 17 and 18 in Bakersfield. Right, it's supposed to be open for one week. Uh, that might be the last time it's open. I, so yeah, I was going to say I tend to. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, it'll be a grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> uh, but that's awesome. Uh, this week I'll be in Vancouver at the House of Comedy. Um, and then Minnesota House of Comedy in mid-September. Uh, Greg, I put your name up for uh, a new gig in Lansing, Michigan. So if a guy named Amaru hits you up, uh, pays well, too. So uh, I would love that. Thank you very much, my man. Super no appreciate it. Don Fry, when's your podcast on? Uh, well, thanks for asking me what I'm doing next. Um, I have September 11th. I'll be in the Quad City in Iowa. There, there's a, um, a fitness uh convention and i'll be over there uh signing autographs and and pictures and all that good stuff with the models and awesome uh, that's in the quad city of iowa yeah so you'll be married by september, september 13th. 11th and then uh, yeah i hope not never never again <laughs> never again who thought of that never again all right well thank you guys but, very much. Uh, and yeah, check out my podcast. We're coming back. Fantasy fantasy football. Hush reality. Thank check you. that out. The new episode's going up this Wednesday. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Don. Take care, guys.